Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selecta Bet and joining me tonight is the man the bookies fear, Greg Browning. How's it going, Greg? Good evening, yeah, I'm good, thank you. Very well. Good, good. We're recording the podcast even earlier this week. Unbelievably, I have a social life this week, which means <laughs> which means I'm out tomorrow night off to see Frank Skinner in Glasgow. So I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, fan of Frank's work. Not at all. No, no? I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. Not a fan. I'm just not a fan. <laughs> that makes sense. I'm on the fence. Right. So it's not to do with the three lines. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Hopefully he won't be trying that out in front of a Glasgow audience tomorrow night But uh, no, I'm quite looking forward to it, so it should be good fun Anyway, it means that we're recording Tuesday night instead of Wednesday night Which means that we're giving people an extra day to get on our bets this week And I remember when we first started talking about this podcast We said we'd record it on a Friday morning Which would be plenty of time for people to get their bets <laughs> on on a Saturday Here we are, Tuesday night And before we know it, we're going to be recording Sunday afternoon. <laughs> two weeks in advance. But anyway, it's all good. And hopefully we can get some early prices squeezed out of the podcast this week. Again, certainly looking at the bets that we've got lined up. Again, it's a case I don't think some of these prices will be available by the time kickoff comes around. Yeah, I think looking at the games I've looked at so far for, for this weekend, um, certainly the two in Scotland I've picked anyway, definitely won't be odds against come kickoff time. Um, but before we get there, we've just finished watching the Euros and good to see Scotland getting a win. Let's start off there. Well, look at that. A hat-trick of wins. When was the last time Scotland managed a hat-trick of wins? Let's not get Answers carried on away. a postcard, please. Answers on a postcard. Let's not get carried away. Who has it been? San Marino, Cyprus and Kazakhstan. <laughs> they all count. They all count. <laughs> well, we'll take anything at the moment. Uh, great result for Wales. So that's them now qualified for Euros. They've joined England. And we're looking at Northern Ireland, Scotland and the Republic of Ireland in the playoffs. Just on Wales, I'm very bitter, obviously. Looking at Wales' group, an <laughs> absolute monstrosity of a group they had. They had one decent team in their group and that was Croatia. And that just goes to show how good the seedings are. If you can get up to a second or third seeding, you've actually got a really good chance of qualifying. Exactly. And did Wales not try play the system a wee bit to get to the last Euros in terms of the way they worked their friendlies out and stuff like that? Really helped them climb up the rankings, which I thought was really clever, actually, and it really paid off for them. But as you say, their seedings has certainly helped them get what on paper looks like a, an easier group. Maybe yeah, we definitely. just. Maybe we just need to be a wee bit smarter. Just, just very better. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> That's okay. But fingers crossed Scotland can get there. Uh, it'd be great to get back to a major tournament again, especially when games are getting played at Hamden. Next summer it'll be horrendous if there's games played at Hamden and Scotland aren't in it. Not good. Not good at all. Anyway, enough of that nonsense. Let's have a wee look back at last week's podcast. And we managed, what, one, two, three, four winners out of the six tips that we put out. Yeah, it was a really good weekend. Obviously, started on the Thursday evening. I think we recorded last weekend's podcast on the Wednesday, and we napped total goals on the Thursday night. Yeah, I think England Julia Blige, I think I think they were five 0 up at halftime. Yeah, against Montenegro, so that certainly helped. Um, Airdrie brought the nap in Saturday. They scored two goals a bit extra Yeah, that was a late. That was a late one, wasn't it? Yeah, 89th minute goal for Airdrie, which is well well received. I think that might even have made Prince Andrew sweat, that one. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. Too soon, but uh, topical nonetheless. Um, Cowdenbeath was a good shout. We discussed that before kickoff, and 
tipped him at 29 to 20 to win, but they'd actually drifted out to 12 to 5 before kickoff, and we just couldn't fathom it at all. I think they came back into about 2 to 1 um, just right before kickoff, but that was a good one to get on if anyone out there got on it. And the other one was Ebbsfleet and Hartlepool, which you had tipped to be over two and a half goals. Yeah, I finished two all. I think I said I'd be stunned if both sides didn't score. So really pleased that it did. And that's another one for the notebook. Keep an eye out for Ebbsfleet home matches. And we have to discuss Cove, who let us down for the second week in a row. Yeah, that's Cove on the Arsenal list now, I think. Um, two weeks in a row, they've done us now. It's really frustrating because they absolutely hammered Breaker on Saturday. Yeah, I was watching because... it watching it in play. And I think it was their 30th shot in the match before they actually scored, which is in 70-odd minutes. So, yeah, that could easily have won. Of course, once they scored, the floodgates opened. They won 3-0, but we had tipped over 3.5 in the game, I think. Yeah, really frustrating, but that's just the way it goes sometimes. I think a side that's just going to keep knocking at the door. They probably should have been two or three up in the first half, to be fair. But we move on from that. Indeed. So what we also like to do at this stage is look back on what we learned last week. So what have you got for us? So a couple of things from Scotland anyway. So I think, um, first of all, um, Hibs, obviously, week prior to that, they'd beaten us 4-1 at Denver Park. Um, that was a, a few days after Heckingbottom left. So Hibs will definitely be, for me, be a top six side come the end of the season. They've got a really good squad of players at Hibs. So I fully expect them to kick on now that Jack Ross um, has now been appointed as the Hibs manager. Yeah, good appointment, I think. Um, he certainly got a good reputation here in Scotland. Didn't really quite work out from it. Sunderland, and I was looking at Hibs fixtures that are coming up. So they've got Motherwell on Saturday. They're away to St Mirren, then home to Kilmarnock, away to Ross County, and then home to Aberdeen. So he's got an opportunity to, to get some money in the bank before a little run of Celtic Rangers and Hearts just around Christmas time. Um, so he's really going to have to hit the ground running at Easter Road. Yeah, it's a really good chance anyway, and we'll speak about that uh, in a few minutes. Yeah, we'll go um, on to that shortly. Secondly, Greenwich Morton at home, can I notice them this season now? So I think Morton have collected all of their points at home. They have the second best record in the league, and they beat Arbroath at home, I think it was 2-0 it finished. Now, bearing in mind Arbroath have been on a terrific run of form, mm-hmm. so it's no mean feat beating Arbroath, not, not an easy match, and they've done that quite comfortably. So keep an eye out for Morton's home games. Yeah, they look one to watch. Um, you also wanted to touch on Airdrie, obviously tipped them last week, and they look unstoppable at the moment. Yeah, I've got a bit of a soft spot for Airdrie at the moment. I tipped them at the start of the season to do really well. Um, that was their first tip in the podcast, I think, last weekend. And they, they left it late, but they brought in, obviously, a 2-0 win to land the over 1.5 Airdrie goal. So really pleased with that. And they're now sitting top of the league, which is really good. I think this season in the podcast, you've claimed a few managerial scalps in the podcast, <laughs> and we can probably add Ray McKinnon to that. You um, mentioned him last week and said that the only thing that's going to change for Falkirk is, is if he goes and he's gone. Yeah, it was, it was a long time coming, to be fair. I think um, he probably should have left in the summertime, but he was being given a chance this season. He's actually got a really good squad of players. Sorry, he had a good squad of players there. Uh, but to go to Dumbarton to draw one all, that was a kind of final nail in the coffin for him. Mm-hmm. And he was obviously sacked immediately. I think at half past five on Saturday, he was um, sacked. I think I tweeted at quarter past five that um, he should be sacked. So Was it done in the showers? I think it was. It was pretty much straight after the game. So the, the Falkirk board didn't waste much time. 
But to be fair, they've got to take a bit of responsibility as well. Yeah. They hired him and they've kept him on for that long. And ordinarily, we would say that Falkirk haven't got rid of the manager and made a new appointment would be one to watch. But you're not really convinced by the partnership that they've appointed just yet? Yeah, it's a bit of a... I wouldn't say it's left field, but I'm a bit surprised by it. So um, Lee Miller and Dave McCracken, kind of both Falkirk, I wouldn't say legends, but they've obviously both played for the club, have been appointed. Um, don't know a lot about them, managerial and coaching-wise. Obviously, I know them both really well as players, but not from a coaching perspective. So I'm um, really surprised by that appointment. It might work out, it might not. Um, but giving young guys a chance, which is good, I suppose. Yeah, that kind of brings us on to this weekend's fixtures and our beloved lower league in Scotland has been decimated by the William Hill Scottish Cup. And in fact, Falkirk get the weekend kicked off with a trip to Linlithgow Rose and you certainly wouldn't be wanting to back Falkirk at 1-4 on Friday night. No chance, absolutely not. Um, and there's a few what look really interesting ties, but I think we're both in agreement that don't touch the Scottish Cup with a barge pole because you just don't know what teams are going to be getting put out and often we've got teams from the lower league and the junior ranks playing against teams in the, the senior ranks and it's very very difficult to make a judgment on the comparison between these teams yeah it's still cliche i think for scottish clubs as well to, to progress into the scottish cup and try and get a glamour tie against St johnson for example um <laughs> the, the, they'll probably try a little bit harder but i think at the moment i spent probably no long no more than about what, 15 seconds looking at the Scottish Cup fixtures on Monday and like you made a quick decision not touching it So given there's no Scottish Cup fixtures on our list of tips this week we are delving into the Scottish Premiership for our first look at Saturday's fixtures Yes, the first game for Jack Ross at Hibs, so Hibs host Motherwell um, Hibs didn't really waste too much time in bringing Jack Ross in I think they had over 50, um, 50 people put their name in for the job at Hibs, um, which you can imagine. Um, I, think you're, I think you're contractually obliged to use the phrase, throw, throw their hat in the ring. <laughs> throw their hat in the ring, that, that, that's the one. Yep. So Jack Ross has been appointed, I think, um, largely to a, a lot of praise from Hibs fans, I think. I think they're all fairly happy to see Jack Ross in there. Yep. Obviously, we know him, like you say, very well from his time at St Mirren. Um, things didn't work out for him at Sunderland but to be fair he didn't do that bad a job at Sunderland because I think the expectations at that club are exceptionally high Yeah and the, there's a bit of irony in that probably what's cost him his job at Sunderland has been far too many draws um, where they drop points and ironically he's kind of coming into a hip side who have been guilty of too many draws this season they've actually more draws than anyone else in the league um, so we'll be hoping to turn that form around yeah, they've got a really tough match against Motherwell. So Motherwell, for me, have been the form... Not the form team, sorry. But the team of the season, for me, in the, in the Scottish Premiership. They're sitting in 22 points, which is incredible, after, what, 12, 13 games. So Stephen Robinson's done a great job there. Um, they've had a tough run of games, actually. They, I think they played Rangers, Celtic, Aberdeen, away from home anyway, recently. But they picked up with a couple of decent home wins. So they're sitting just two points behind Aberdeen in, second, in, in third place. So normally I wouldn't have touched Tibbs to get a result on Saturday against Motherwell. But obviously, new manager bounds. It'll be Jack Ross's first game in charge at Hibs. There's probably a really good fuel factor, good fuel factor about Hibs at the moment. And in the last game, they absolutely destroyed St. Johnson 4-1. So they've definitely got the players at Hibs to do some damage. Yeah, 
I'm just very loath to back against a Motherwell side who have been terrific this season. Um, they've lost five games, but those five have come two against Celtic, uh, one at Ibrox, they lost three at home to Aberdeen, and they lost to Ross County when Ross County were, were doing really well, at the, relatively close to the start of the season. Um, so I'm not quite as confident as you are on the Hibs one, but I, I do buy into the new manager bounce, and I think... You know, Hibs performed really well at St. Johnson a couple of weeks ago, which you'll know more about than I do. Um, so, yeah, with a home crowd behind them, why not? So, I think Motherwell going to Hibs, I think they'll obviously be happy to get to get a draw, probably. I just think, for me, Motherwell, they're not going to maintain that level of form. And any Motherwell fans out there can, can argue that with me if they want, but they're not going to maintain the points per game ratio they've got at the moment over the course of a season. So they're sitting at what, just nearly two points a game at the moment, which is which is great. Yeah. But this is the sort of game probably for me they'll maybe slip up on, and it's not just the Jack Ross effect. I think the fact as well, Hibs have got a damn good team. Yeah. And yeah. I think Heckenbottom just did not just didn't get them playing well, and probably system wise as well, it didn't suit the players. So personnel wise, there's quite a few um, Hibs players that can probably just walk into any other team. In the in, in the league outside of obviously Rangers and Celtic, yeah, and I think it's worth pointing out that despite the perception is that Hibs have had a really bad start to the season, if results go their way on Saturday, they could actually be in the top six by which the is, end of the day. Which is probably unthinkable about two or three weeks ago. Yeah, I think as you said a minute ago, their home form has really kind of been their main issue. They've drawn far too many games, especially against clubs they should be beating, obviously. So they think they drew two all with Livingston. 2-0 with Ross County. They drew 2-0 with St Johnston about two months ago now. So, great opportunity for them to get back to a home win. They've only lost one home game, but like you say, they've, they've drawn four. Yeah. So, looking at this match, obviously, as you know, big fan of goals. Big fan of team goals. Now, Hibs are 13-10 to 10 to win this match. Sorry, 13-10 to 10 to score two or more. And that's with Unibet. But they're also 27-20 to 20 to win the match. Okay. So I'm kind of split 50-50 at the moment in which way to go with this one. Um, we had a chat pre-podcast about which way to go, but <laughs> I think I'm just going to take Hibs to win the match. Ah, you've um, changed, your, changed your mind again. I have. I've changed it about 45 times today, <laughs> since Monday. But normally I would take Hibs to score two two or more, yeah. but I'm going to take them just to win the match this time. Okay. So that's what, 27-20 to 20 with Unibet? Yeah, 27-20 with Unibet, yeah. Okay. Um, next game we're going to look at is Leicester away to Brighton in the Premier League. Now, I quite like to look at Leicester. I think, again, we discussed this before the podcast, but Leicester are 11-10 to 10 with Marathon Bet to win here. And if that was a, a more fashionable team, I don't think they'd be that big a price, but I think the bookies still tend to underestimate Leicester despite the fact they're currently second in the league. Um, they've won eight out of their last nine and arguably outside Chelsea and Liverpool currently in the Premier League they're the forum team in the division No they absolutely are and obviously it'll, it'll kill Celtic fans to see this it'll kill them to see <laughs> Brendan Rodgers doing really well at Leicester but to be sitting second in that league um, when you've obviously got clubs like Man U Man City Chelsea Arsenal Liverpool obviously Liverpool are top but to be second is fantastic Yeah and they've only lost two games this season one to Liverpool and the other to Man United Brighton on the other hand they've 
they've taken 15 points so far, um, but only one of those points has come against a team that's currently in the top half of the division, and that's Burnley, who are in 10th. Brighton's most notable scalp's probably been Spurs, who they beat 3-0, but Spurs were absolutely terrible that day, and it was off the back of their 7-2 defeat um, to Bayern Munich, was it, in the Champions League. So, Brighton's forum's okay, but dig a wee bit deeper, and you can certainly make a case for Leicester to win this at 11-10. No, I think both both markets look really good. Obviously, the win market, but to score two or more as well, um, probably right up my street. Yeah, so to score two or more, Leicester are 11-10 with Betfair. Now, they scored two or more in all eight of their wins so far this season. And I think, taking your lead on things, I think my preferred bet on this one would be Leicester to score two or more. Um, that way, we don't need to worry about how many Brighton score as long as Leicester can get a couple of goals in the bag. Yep. Okay, so the bet there is Leicester over two and a half goals at 11-10 to 10 with Betfair. Now, the other one that I like the look of in England on Saturday is in League One, and it's Bolton Wanderers who are away at Accrington. The Bolton Wanderers are currently 14-5 best priced at Marathon Bet. Bolton, obviously, not had their troubles to seek at the beginning of the season, but they've really turned things around recently. They've won their last three games in the league. Um which has seen them obviously pick up nine points. Now, they've, they've only won 13 points this season, but obviously nine of those have been in the last few weeks, and they seem to be heading in the right direction. They're only two points behind Accrington, but they've played three games fewer than Accrington, and I just think 14-5 looks a really, really big price for a Bolton side who are hitting a bit of form. It's that old cliche as well, isn't it, about momentum? Yeah. So to collect nine points at 13 so far in the last few weeks as well, um, their tails will be up and they'll fancy getting the result at Atkinson. Yeah, and the opposite is true of Atkinson. They've only won one point from the last 12, so you've got two teams who look like they're heading in opposite directions. Um, the 14-5 looks a good price. If you fancy that, certainly wouldn't top you out of it. But the draw no bet is 74 with Betfred, or a wee bit more of a safer bet is a double chance, uh, Bolton, or a draw at 17-20 to 20 with Marathon bet. And I think that probably looks like the safer bet to take on this one on Saturday. But as I say, certainly wouldn't top people out of 14-5. You know, if you like a bigger price for an accumulator, for a four aways or whatever you like to do on a Saturday then that looks like a, looks like a good good option to throw into a line The fact is well you're getting double chance obviously as well really helps so like, like, like you say getting that getting that draw and your bets in Yeah Okay so on to Sunday and you've got another game in the Scottish Premiership Yes yeah, so it's, a, it's a season debut for St Johnston and Aberdeen so they meet at Madema Park on Sunday now this match will be Sunday's nap, so those that follow me on Twitter and on the Mr Fixit website, this will be Sunday's nap. Now, just to be clear, Aberdeen should not be odds against in this match, which they currently are. So they're currently 6-5 to win this match. Now, Aberdeen are sitting third in the league. They're having actually a typical Aberdeen season. They are sitting third, best of the rest. I think Derek McInnes was probably under a little bit of pressure about a month or so ago. Yeah. Not because they were doing that bad, but ultimately they'd been hammered 5-0 by Rangers. They lost out to Hearts and penalties in the League Cup quarter-final. Yep. And Celtic came to Pataudry and blasted four goals past them in the first half. Yeah. So the kind of boo boys were out in force, I think. And there was probably real appetite from some fans anyway for him to kind of move on and be replaced. Since then, though, they've won three games back, three games in a row now they've won. 
um, some quite difficult venues. So form-wise, Aberdeen are, I wouldn't say flying, but they're having a really kind of good season from there on in. Yeah, so they're back up to third, and it's kind of hard to see them finishing anything other than third. Yeah, best of the rest. I think one thing we said last week, Hibs and Hearts, I'd expect to kind of break into that top six. Mm-hmm. Uh, but given where Aberdeen are at the moment and the points that they've currently got, if they can keep Cosgrove until at least the summertime, um, there's every chance they'll probably finish third by some distance, probably. Yeah, can't disagree with you. I think we also need to speak about St. Johnson. Now, you obviously see them at close quarters week in, week out. Or do we and... have to? <laughs> there must be some real concerns there for the Saints this season. Yeah, defensively we're really, really weak. So St. Johnson's kind of form and run over the last ten years been built on a really solid defensive uh, partnership. Certainly, certain defence anyway. But this season though, it's just been an absolute bomb scare. Um, probably got the youngest defence in the league. So I think Tommy Wright's come out saying that his immediate priority at the moment is to get an experienced centre half. And that kind of shows, given we've got what the average age of the back four must be about, what, 22-23? Mm-hmm. Um, leaking goals for fun, the worst defensive record in the league. So we've conceded 28 goals in 12 matches, which is terrible. Um, we've conceded two or more goals now in eight of our 13 matches this season. Um, and some of the goals we're losing, it's just criminal stuff. So Aberdeen to be 6-5 to five to win that match. Now, an interesting start that we looked at, Last week, or two weeks ago, sorry, we've lost the first goal in 10 of 13 games this season, um, which which isn't good. We're not starting games well. So looking at Aberdeen's form, they've obviously got one of the best strikers in the league in Sam Cosgrove. He's well into double figures already for the season. Uh, just fancy Aberdeen to win this and score at least two goals. So a bit like the Hibs game, you can look at this two ways. You can take 6-5 on Aberdeen to win the match with Bet365, or you can take them to score two or more at 27-20 to 20 with Coral. So I'm guessing it'll be the goals, Bet, that we go for and end up here? Yeah, definitely. Definitely going to go for Aberdeen goals on Sunday. Um, Aberdeen, I'd imagine, will probably go off at 4-6, 4-5 on, mm-hmm. on Sunday. They definitely won't be odds on. Sorry, odds against. OK, to wrap things up this week, we're going to revisit... Um, a league that we spoke about two weeks ago, I think it was, and that's the Norwegian top flight, and now it's approaching the end of the season, and it tends to be one of the featured leagues in Skybet's uh, specials, where you can bet on the total number of goals across a number of games uh, on any given match day. So on Sunday, am I right in saying all eight, all 16 teams play at 5pm? Yeah, so eight games kicking off at 5pm. It's the penultimate round of matches. Um Moda won the league last week, so the title's won now, which is good for them. But there's still about nine teams with something left to play for. Now, at the moment, you've probably got three clubs kind of vying for that kind of last two Champions League places. So you've got Oda, uh, Rosenberg and Bodo Glimt all kind of fighting for that last two Champions League spots. Mm-hmm. And also you've got six clubs at the bottom of the league who are really struggling, who could all at some point be relegated. So plenty to play for, eight matches, all kicking off at the same time. It's a goals total dream, really, to, to have that. So yeah. at the moment, there's no prices out at the moment. And I don't expect any prices to come out probably until Saturday morning. OK. So just as a reminder, if anyone 
wants to follow you on Twitter, they can do so at Browning84Greg, where I'm sure you'll be tweeting about that as soon as you can see that the prices are up, uh, whether that be Friday or Saturday. Yeah, it should be Saturday morning. So what we'll probably expect to get from Skybet is uh, I'm going to go for 24 plus. Mm-hmm. So that's obviously three goals per game. It might be a little bit less, but it certainly won't be any more than 24. And it's probably going to be priced around the five to six mark. Now, if you look at the volume of total goal bets I've put up over the last, well, certainly the season anyway, I think I mentioned last week, it's got a very, very high success rate. Yeah. And even this week with the European <clears throat> qualifiers again, um, there's been lots and lots of goals. So it's a market that I love. Um, still believe I'm the only one who actively tips it yep. in the social media world anyway, or the betting world. Um, obviously, there's a lot of the guys in the Mr. Fixit website Love that bet and they tip it as well. So it's a really good market. Eight games should get 24 plus at around about five to six. Yeah, and it's a market that we've seen get absolutely smashed last week. Whoever was making the markets at Skybet uh, on some of the Euro 2020 games got it completely wrong on some of the nights over the last, what, six six nights of fixtures. Oh, definitely, um, yeah. I had a serious case of gambler's regret last Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, I think a few of us did. But your, your advice is always don't be greedy, isn't it? Yeah, so not. So I think last Thursday's a prime example. So it was set at 21-plus goals for, I think it was, what, six matches? Now that included um, England at home. I think there's a few other big guns at home as well. But obviously, it doesn't always work out like that. A lot of the teams I've won this, I've won it by one goal or two goals. So don't be greedy, and I always try and get the the goal line that's closest to even money. Yeah, yeah I think even tonight was was smashed by a few goals, wasn't it? I think it was set at 35 in the year 2020 game, so it came in at 38. Yeah, a few people contacted me on Twitter to find out kind of my thoughts on that. So I basically said, providing Belgium, Holland, um, Germany, and who else played at home tonight? Sorry, Russia played away. Providing yeah. those four games can all deliver four or five goals each, you've got a great chance. So those four games alone deliver 24 goals. Yeah. And that's what we're, te- what we're definitely seeing now on the international stage is quite big resounding wins for the favourites now. Yeah. I think also, just going back to the Norwegian top flight, this was one that you'd mentioned a couple of weeks ago. The fact that they're approaching the end of the season, you have a theory that goals tend to be more free-flowing. As, as the end of the season approaches Yeah, I've still, I'm going to try and find some stats to back that up but it's certainly a gut feel anyway and I think given the volume of winners it tends to deliver I'm pretty sure I'm probably going to be right on that um, Two rounds of games left to go lots to play for and when, there's, when that's the case you tend to find the games open up a little bit more Okay, so the advice on this one is just to keep an eye on your account at source on Twitter Um but generally, we're looking for around the 24 goal total mark, which we think will be around the 5 to 6 price uh, come Saturday morning. Yep, that's the one. OK, that wraps up our tips for the weekend. Can you just talk us through what those tips are with a quick recap? Yeah, so on Saturday, we've got Hibernian versus Motherwell. And I'm taking Hibs to win that match at 27-20 with Unibet. Uh, moving on to Sunday... We've got St. Johnston at home to Aberdeen and I'm taking Aberdeen to score two or more at 27-20 with Coral. And on Sunday evening, I'm taking all eight games in the Norwegian top flight to see 
probably around 24 plus goals at five to six, and that will be available to see on Saturday morning with Skybet. Okay, and I'm going to throw in Leicester to score two or more goals at 11 to 10 at Brighton on Saturday with a 3 pm kickoff, and Bolton double chance, so Bolton or draw at 17 to 20 with Marathon Bet. So there's five tips for you for this weekend. Fingers crossed we can get a good few winners out of those. Um, just a few bit of housekeeping things to do before we finish. Um, we are now available on Google Play. So if you use Google Play to access podcasts, then you can should be able to access the podcast there. Thanks to David for sorting that one out for us. Um, don't forget, as ever, if you're on iTunes, please leave us a review or at least a rating. It seems to be a constant battle to try and stay near the top of the rankings on iTunes. So if you've got a minute or two, it'd be really appreciated if you could leave a review there. Remember, you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84Greg, and you can also follow Gambler Tips, which is at Gambler Tips for latest updates from the Gambler team. You can also email us at hello at gambler.co.uk with any queries or suggestions for the podcast. And I believe one of our listeners contacted you via Twitter with a suggestion through the week. Yeah, so with the appropriate name of Mutt's Nuts, uh, <laughs> a.k.a. Chris, he contacted me on Twitter, I think, on Monday, um, just obviously giving us his kind of thoughts on the podcast that he obviously enjoys what we do. And he'd like us to start doing some weekend accumulators. Okay. So it's something that we've spoken about, you and I, yep. a few times now, about introducing a three or four match accumulator into the into the weekend podcast. So that's something we're going to start doing from next week. Um, still deciding the format, but likelihood it will be concentrated on goals. And it could be a four or five team uh, accumulator. Okay, look forward to it. Um... That wraps us up for this week. I'll be back on Friday with Voice of Value. So if you're not already listening to the recent podcast, then I certainly recommend listening to it Friday night, Saturday morning, if you're interested in having a punt on the horses. We focus on the ITV races, which are live on Saturday afternoon. So give that a listen. It's Champions League football next week. So Greg and I will be back on Sunday night for a look at the match day five fixtures. And then, of course, we'll be back same time next week um, probably Tuesday, Wednesday night for a look at the weekend's fixtures so keep an eye out for all of that as it comes out in the, the next seven days and that's us for this week, thanks for joining me Greg Thank you, cheers